Let's bow our heads for prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, on this last day of the church year, we are reminded that your Son is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that he has been crowned with all glory and honor, that he has redeemed we, your children, who are poor, miserable sinners, a people who cannot extricate themselves from, from their own sinful condition. And so we thank you this day for the gift of your Son, our Savior, who has cleansed us and made us a new creation. Be with us in this time Open our ears to hear and our hearts to understand and our lives to live the good news of salvation in Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray, amen. Reconciliation. It's kind of a big word. It's a word that means making things right. When we talk about Christ on this last Sunday of the church year, this Sunday is often called Christ the King Sunday. And yet the reading that we have from the gospel is a Good Friday reading. Why? Because you see, it's on that Good Friday where Christ ascends to the cross as his throne and rather than a crown of gold, receives that crown of thorns. Which reminds us that he is a king unlike any other king. Because he's a king who comes not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for my sins, for your sins. You see, what sin does is it begins to destroy. We see it in the beginning in the Garden of Adam and Eve where, where sin enters into the world and, and that sin destroys the relationship between man and God and we might even say between Adam and Eve. Sin begins to break us. Breaks our image. Because we're reminded in Scripture that we were created in God's image and yet in sin that, that brokenness begins to take over. And that brokenness separates us from each other and from God. 
We can try by our own efforts or strength to try to put our broken relationships back together, our broken hearts, and, and yet we know that even in this illustration, if they let go, it falls apart. It takes more than us to restore the broken relationships that we have with others and, and with God. You might say that that the only glue that can repair that brokenness is, is the blood of Jesus. It's nothing but the blood of Jesus can heal. Why? Because we begin to understand that in the blood of the Lamb of God, that sacrifice given for our sins, that, that it's not about us. It's about Christ and what he gives to us. In those broken relationships that we have in our lives, we can try to patch and amend, but without Christ, it doesn't last. It's fragile. We hold on to our own resentments, our own heartaches, our own grudges, our not letting go. You see, reconciliation, reconciliation only comes by the power of Christ and the blood of Christ shed on the cross for the remission of our sins. It's all about Jesus. In our gospel lesson today, We see how desperate people are. Jesus reminds us that without the very thing that he's going to do, without the cross, that we might as well go out and let the mountains fall on us. That we have no hope. That we should just run and hide and cover ourselves. That life comes to an end. There he is, hanging on the cross, and the thieves crucified on either side begin to talk. One of them, not fully understanding exactly perhaps who this Jesus is, says, well, if you, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. And we think today in our way of thinking that, boy, was he kind of not smart. And yet, we are often like that thief. Because what he's really saying is, take care of me in this life. Save us so that we can go on living here in the things that we like doing. In his case, the thieving, the stealing, the profiting by others. 
We often think that way. We want to reach for God when we find ourselves in interesting or, or not so good circumstances in this life. Lord, get me out of this. Extricate me. It's the old, if you get me out of this, Lord, I'll go to church every Sunday for the rest of my life. We know how that works. It's kind of like the lepers who are healed and never come back to give thanks to Jesus. By the way, we'll hear that gospel this coming Wednesday evening for Thanksgiving worship. No, it's the other thief who gets it right. He's saying, what, what are you saying that for? We're getting what we deserve. We're being punished for our wrongs in this world. But this man, this Jesus, has done nothing wrong. Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. The thief knows he's going to die. The thief recognizes that Jesus has the answer to reconcile, to wash away, to remove all of his sin and that which separates him from salvation. And that's our true reason for gathering to worship here. It's understanding that our salvation is in the hands of a Savior who died to wash away our sins. And yes, we pray that he walks with us in this life, but we pray that he walks with us in this life so that we can live as his reconciled children each and every day, that we can live in that wonderful understanding that he has entrusted to us the ministry of reconciliation. By the way, in churchy talk all the time, we talk all about ministry, we talk about music ministry, or we talk about youth ministry, or we talk about Stephen ministry, or we talk about all sorts of different ministries. You know, the only ministry that's mentioned in the Bible is the ministry of reconciliation. It's the only one. That's the work of the church. In all of the other ministries that we do, whether it's youth or music or Stephen or whatever it might be, all of those ministries point us to the cross of Christ. Because what we are about as his children is being reconciled to him and to one another and being ambassadors of that reconciliation to the world. To a world that is so contrary to God and needs to hear the message of the gospel. You see, we have a king. A king unlike any other king. A king who went to a cross and who suffered and died there in our place and who wears a crown of thorns, not a crown of gold. 
So the encouragement to us is to point people to a Savior who loves them so much that he gave his only life for them so that they could be saved not just for life in this world, but for eternity, for salvation forever with him. The encouragement for us on this last Sunday of the church year is to be reconciled. And so what does this mean? We enter into next Sunday, the season of Advent, a season of preparation, a season of getting ready to celebrate the coming Messiah, the one who is born King of the Jews. It's a season of repentance and reconciliation. And rather than just going through the motions of getting ready for Christmas and using it to, as a season to put up the lights and the trees and the wreaths and to bake all of the baked goods, etc., use it as a season to be reconciled. If you are in strife, with a coworker, be reconciled. If you are at odds with a brother or sister, be reconciled. If you don't want to talk to your pastor, be reconciled. If your neighbor is on your wrong side, be reconciled. It's not an easy process, it's a hard one. It's one that may take a journey, not just one attempt. To be reconciled means that you might have to hear the bitter words coming at you or see the angry eyes and face, or experience the rebukes and the ridicule. To be reconciled means that in some way, shape, or form, you might have to feel a little bit of the nails in your hands and your feet and the crown of thorns on your head and understand just a little bit of what Christ went through to reconcile us to God the Father. And it's easy to give up, to say he's not worth it or she's not worth it or it's a waste of time. It would have been easy for Christ to give up too as he stumbled carrying the cross, as he received the brutal beating, as they were putting the nails through his hands. He's not worth it. She's not worth it. Why bother? They don't care anyway. But he did it. He did it for you and for me. For the sins of the world. Be reconciled. Prepare in prayer, be in the word, 
be reconciled. It's all about getting ready. The king is coming. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.